Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Yes. I'm your host, Yana. And I'm Tarian. And welcome to another episode of Melanated Conversations. Whoop, whoop. So today, you guys, on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Yes. Yes. This is a good friend. Very good friend of, of mine. <laughs> yes. So, s- go ahead. I'm just super excited that she said yes. Yes. <laughs> So we've got the wonderful, lovely Miss Jasmine Berry in the building, or not in the building, but on the show today. Yes, on the Let's show. Give it up for Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine, don't you talk about our uh, our sound effects? Okay. <laughs> yes, I would never. <laughs> so, um, Jasmine is a certified family nurse practitioner and a certified health coach. She's been a nurse for over eight years with more than two of them in the provider role as a nurse practitioner. Jasmine obtained her certification as a certified health coach through the American Council of Exercise in 2018 as a way to expand her nursing career and the desire to change the course of healthcare delivery. Um, Jasmine provides health coaching services to women who may be struggling with their health and wellness goals, such as weight loss or weight management, as well as meal planning, prepping, nutrition counseling through health behavior modification and accountability. So Jasmine, once again, we just want to say thank you and welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Yay. Yes, an honor. Yes, yes, we do. We sure do. We we want to make sure that we are we're just giving a platform to to all Black women from various walks of life and, and different careers. And yeah, we just want to shed light on y'all, and we yeah, want to celebrate. We're here to y'all. amplify you and your voice. Say it. Say it again. We're here to amplify you <laughs> and your voice. We like to sing to you too. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. So, um. Yana, you want to you want to start us off with this is normally our r- rapid fire pew 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 pew, pew. section, but it's scared. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. We we just got a, she got a couple of questions for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so I guess to start, um, what would you say if you could pick any song for 2019 as your theme song theme song for the year? What would that song be? And it doesn't have to be, you know, a song that came out in 2019. Yeah. Just any song that resonates with you. Yo, the fact that you've asked me this question, and I for real just thought I had a theme song last week. Uh, oh, well, look at God. This is yeah, perfect. I was like, I officially made this my theme song for 2019, even though it's like September 2019, almost October. It's all good. So, you know, better late than never. That's right. So the name of the song is Unstoppable. This is by Corinne Hawthorne. Yes, I love that. Yes. Yes. So I, so my friend sent it to me, and I, he was like, "It reminds me." It reminded him of me, and I was like, "Okay." 
I kind of like this. American Argentina looks that. actually love that song um definitely what was she on like the voice or something i think yeah i think so yeah. yeah okay i was like i knew she was like on some what was the song again um unstoppable it's called unstoppable by Car- i think her name yeah corinne K-A- yeah oh i'm gonna have to look that up Got like a hip hop Christian gospel vibe to it. Yeah, it's a dope. It's a dope song. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, we got another one for you. Okay. So you, you, you a little ATL shoddy, right? You know, do something, a little something. I'm a native. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little something, something. Okay. So whenever, whenever, well, I mean, you're 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 back in Georgia, so. I guess my question is, what is your favorite hidden treasure restaurant? Like that nobody else really knows about, you know what I mean? The crowd's not really hitting them up, but they got fire food. What What's that place? And second part to that question is, what do you order? What do you order? Or what would you recommend people to order? Hmm. I don't know if I could probably answer that question because I'm not one of those people that gets out often, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, probably, I don't think it's that hidden, but it's somewhat hidden, um, is Busy Bee in the West End. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of Busy Bee before? No. no. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I should share a little, little light. Yes. Um, so, you guys have heard of Merrimack? Yes. Mm-hmm. heard of Merrimack. Okay. So, everybody goes to Merrimack and they come to Atlanta, and Merrimack is, um, what's the word? Gingerbread. So, oh. Merrimack is not good at all, in my, in my opinion. Um, but Busy B, like I said, it's in the West End. It's still in its original location. I mean, it's a very small, kind of off the beaten path restaurant where you always have people standing outside of the um, of the restaurant. Um, and I usually get the baked chicken. What is it? The baked chicken? Or no, the smothered chicken mm-hmm. with the green beans and the broccoli and cheese casserole and the cornbread. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, the red velvet cake. I'm not a red velvet cake gal. What? <laughs> you didn't. You can't see us right now, but I kind of gave her a little side eye, like, <laughs> I'm scared. How dare you? <laughs> what you say, Jasmine? I'm like, what do you? What's your dessert? I don't. I don't. She's We're like, talking about the girl who like pies. I sure do. Unless it's a bunt cake, like fruit pie, patty pies. I do not like patty pie. I'm, just I'm not hating on patty, but I don't like patty pie. Patty? <laughs> no, I'm like a, I'm a pecan pie, apple pie girl. Apple pie? Yes. Yes. I can't do no hot fruit now. Really? Because I like the, the contrast between the hot and then I always have some ice cream on the side. So the hot and cold, I like the. But I, I kind of feel Jasmine on that though. Because I, although I love peach cobbler, I don't want the peaches. I just want the little juice and the crust. Oh, that's interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't do the hot food thing. It's, it's, it's weird. I think red velvet just throws me off because I look at it and it's red. But then uh, I taste it and it's like, <laughs> it's not. There's, it's, it's chocolate. It's chocolatey. It's chocolate. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like chocolate cake. What is blue velvet? Okay, oh, what? Blue, oh, y'all, you speaking to me right now. Yeah, see. I feel so left out. I don't know what's going on. You, like, you, you need to get a 
Here's something I forgot to say in the intro. Jasmine and I have known each other over 10 years yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, oh, eight, 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 yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jasmine and I used to work together. We met, we both lived in Beeham, Alabama. Right. Yes, I, I don't say it with a lot of joy, but <laughs> oh, I mean, no, 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 it was look, that is not a place to live. No offense to anybody. No. Real talk, Jasmine, I always tell people the best part of like being in Alabama was like you at home girl seriously yes seriously so that y'all made y'all made Birmingham like as much oh, yeah, as that kind of wasn't a, uh, yeah you didn't make that choice to really be there no no yeah 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 okay yeah yeah I'll come back to you now yes so yes thank you for that but yeah no Jasmine and I met we're working together and for whatever reason because when you have two black people um, apparently everybody thinks that you look alike. And we are twins. We were twins. People thought yeah. we were twins or sisters and we were like, no, but Yeah, I mean, we're twins. You the shorter twin. She's actually not that much taller than but I guess yeah, I, I am the shorter <laughs> twin. I was gonna say I'm probably maybe an inch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bless you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, we were just kind of like, I mean, since we, since y'all think we look alike, and just besides the fact that Jasmine is just super cool, um, we just clicked and we started calling each other Twank. What's up, Twank? Twanky. And it just, yeah, it stuck. And then uh, she came to my wedding, and it's kind of just been, it's crazy because I haven't seen you since I think I had Zoe. Remember, we came to Atlanta. Yeah, Zoe was- yeah, she was like nine or ten months old. We went oh, to my right. dad's house. Yeah. Yes. So I haven't seen her since then, but I mean we talk all the time and keep in touch. Reunited and it feels so good. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that's a little backstory. I forgot to say that. So I think it is funny that yeah, I did not know that you were a red velvet gal and um, this whole blue velvet thing is throwing so me for I, a loop. So if you ain't had red or blue, you ain't had purple velvet. What? I'm just messing with you. I just, yeah. That's it. I give up. You, you just, you just making the truth. Yeah, you just, you just making up stuff now. <laughs> oh, you kind of walked a little bit into like you know the origin of how y'all relationship formed yeah. and you know how y'all connected. So. That's a good segue into what's your origin story? What Who is Jasmine Berry? Yes. Where are you from, Shawty? <laughs> Jasmine Berry is an anomaly, okay? Okay. There is nobody else like her. And my parents would probably say, thank you, Jesus. But yeah, like we said, we met in Birmingham. I'm from Georgia. So I'm born and raised, and I am back in Georgia, but Georgia was not the place for me when I graduated from high school. Um, so I went to the University of Alabama, was there for a couple of years, and then transferred to Stanford University in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and that's where I obtained my nursing degree. And Terry and I met while you know, we were working. I was a full-time student, um, so we had as much fun as we possibly could while both of us were busy with our own lives. Right. 
Um, but then moved back to Georgia and started my nursing career at the bedside. So I was bedside for about, did that for about five years and then went back to nurse practitioner school in 2013 and obtained my degree in 2016 and I've been practicing as a nurse practitioner since. Um, I'm currently in infectious disease, so that is interesting every single day. Some people don't know what infectious disease is. It is everything from HIV AIDS to soft um, tissue and skin infections, pneumonias, chronic sinusitis, I mean, and any and everything in between. Wow. So, yeah. So, like I said, I never, never have a boring day. I'm actually back in school now getting my doctorate. Oh. <laughs> you good? I, I need, I, I need more. Um, yeah. So that is me. I am goofball, as you all can can see, and always striving to to do more and obtain more if I possibly can, because I'm hardly ever satisfied. Yeah. Okay, you better be yeah. Dr. J. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Mary, Dr. Mary, girl. Dr. Mary. <laughs> yes. Loaded. Loaded. No, we call it. We, we, we speaking we that. Speaking when two it's, or more gather, mm-hmm. touch and agree. <laughs> All of the doctor you shall be. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Let the church say. <laughs> okay, so we've got your origin story. We know you you've been practicing. You're, you're a nurse practitioner. You've been practice. Uh, you've been in nursing for eight years. About eight years, right? What are we in now? Nineteen. Yeah. Eight years. Eight going on nine. Eight years and counting. Um, yeah. So. Getting old. Oh, you can old. <laughs> How old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. She's a young vibrant Thirty-one. I'm an old soul. One of my, my doctor says she's like, yeah, she's thirty-one, but she's she acts like an eighty-year-old. <laughs> an eighty-year-old. You act like an eighty-year-old with good knees. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I do. I do have some good news. I got a bag of tiny I do. Hey, nothing wrong with it. You're 31. You are you've you've stored your way through. When you're a family nurse practitioner and a certified health mm-hmm. coach, that's gonna add, add that. And here. now you are, you know, pursuing your doctorate, girl. So for those who are listening, it's possible. It is possible. It is. It is. Now put your mind to it. That's right. And you put, I watched you. You was putting in work, sis. You was, any chance you got a little break, a little something, you was pulling out the books, quizzing yourself, hey, reading something like, yeah, you talk about ambitious and putting in work. Look, still, still doing that. Yeah, that's how you like, what, what? You want, you want me to work? Well, okay, give me a minute. Okay, let me finish up this, this assignment real quick. I got this thing before, before midnight, then I get your stuff on. No, I applaud no, you. because. Okay. Yeah. Nursing was one of what the five or six majors I chose. I changed over time. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I dibbled and dabbed in different. Uh, I thought I wanted to be in the healthcare field, but right. I, it just wasn't resonating with me that you and science don't get along. You're allergic to science. Why <laughs> are you doing this to yourself? It's just, no, it's just not good. It makes you break out. And it's yeah. Just not a good thing. It's not a good thing. I took that one good old Kim class and I was in, we were trying to balance some equations. I said, what do I need this for? No, I'm telling you, physics. <laughs> I still don't know what I need to do. No, no, physics? <laughs> 
Physics, physics, physics. I, I, physics is from the devil. I'm sorry. Girl, I didn't even make it to physics. My oh. physical science was, you know what I took? What you think? They was like, you have the option to take these courses. I saw astronomy. I said, like, I'll take astronomy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk. <laughs> yes. I said, right. I said, I walked into literally physics, my maybe second physics uh, lab, and I quickly threw my pencil down <laughs> along with everybody else in that class. Like, it was like a mass exodus out the class. Everybody was like, F this. This is just stupid. Why are we in here? This is the dumbest thing ever. So, yes. Big. Why, why are we doing this? Why? This is force and motion, and I don't get it, and adding and put numbers on top of that. And I don't know. Um, too much thinking. But anyway, uh, yeah, we applaud you seriously, man. Like, yeah. Yes. So can you give us some insight um, into your journey of becoming a healthcare professional? Like, I guess at one point, what point did you say to yourself, like, oh, like, I want to go into nursing? Or was there some was there an event or something that just kind of pushed you into that direction? Um, I think there's probably a couple things. Um, first, my mom is a breast cancer survivor. So like, I'm 31, about 28 years survivor. Wow. So she was saying that throughout her journey, you know, when she was doing chemo and radiation, that it was always the nurses that, you know, pretty much did any and everything that made her, you know, reassure her that everything was going to be okay. They were the one administering her treatments. And I think the nurses were the ones that had the most impact on her journey. Um, and then also when I was in high school, I took anatomy because I knew that I was interested in the medical field but wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it. Mm-hmm. And um, so anatomy just just really, honestly, really intrigued me. Like, if y'all continue talking, I might nerd out every now and then. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but anatomy was something that really, really, really intrigued me. So just kind of doing some research and figuring out what I wanted to do because I'm type A. I had to know what my major was going into college, mm-hmm. and seeing that nursing really offered me the most flexibility. Um, you know, you can really go any and everywhere with nursing. You can, you know, move to different states. You can move to another country. You can, you know, change specialties. You know, you can be outpatient, inpatient. You can work from home. Mm-hmm. You know, telephone nursing. You can do so much with nursing. So, those were probably the two things that drew me the most to nursing, honestly. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Was that also a big factor into the college that you chose? Did that play into you going into the area of nursing as well? Because you you decided to go to the University of Alabama, which uh, you're talking to Arkansas, 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 yeah. Arkansas, yeah. Arkansas. We already know. Well, that. <laughs> woo yeah. Pixu. Well, Our mm-hmm. Woo Pixu is a little. Yeah, yeah, we ain't want to talk about that. We not this. This is not. We not told. We not talking about um oh, football. Jasmine. We're not amplifying them today. Yeah. We're, we're talking about we're talking you. About you. <laughs> yeah, about the stuff. Who was playing for homecoming? Oh, Arkansas. Right? Oh. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Like, woo pig, suey, suey, something. So, Jasmine, where did? Why did you decide to go? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what? Well, disclaimer, they told me to be myself, so I am myself. <laughs> um, I, honestly, yes. I applied to two schools when I, you know, my senior year. I applied to Valdosta State, that was my safety school, and okay. Valdosta, Georgia, and I applied to the University of Alabama. 
I thought about athletic training. They had an athletic training program, and then they had a good nursing program. Um, I toured a few other different schools, but when I got to the University of Alabama campus, I said, this, this, I'm, this is where I need to be. Mm. Like, this is, this is home. And my mom was like, everything, everything else was like Greenbrier Mall, Shannon Mall, and University of Alabama with Phipps Plaza. So she was sold on as well, too. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you decided you transferred from Alabama to Sanford, right? The Lord decided that one for me. Okay. Because um, I honestly wouldn't have left. Wouldn't have left. I would not have left. Mm-hmm. Um, if there, at the time I applied for nursing school, I applied two different times for the summer program and for the fall program. There were at least like 400 individuals that applied for 88 slots. Wow. wow. So, yeah, nursing was extra competitive then and it's, even more competitive now um so i was like i could either stay here change my major you know and go to you know do like some health sciences and go to pa school or i can transfer and still get out in four years and be a nurse and do exactly what i want to do so i applied to jacksonville state and um and stanford university and i got into stanford so went there and had you know got to meet you period and Mm -hmm. then really had some of the best clinical experience ever so so, like I said, it was it was all the Lord's doing because it was up, up to me. Wouldn't have left. Yes. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, so, won't he do it? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Touch on the So, do you have any stories um, you can share with us about your experience, you know, as a nurse practitioner? Of course, without violating HIPAA, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make sure we even get, what is it, uh, patient confidentiality? <laughs> yes, all that, all that good stuff. I can't tell you all the juicy stuff. Yeah. I'll be looking at every single day. <laughs> um, I will tell you, and sometimes if you guys go to my Instagram, sometimes I do share stories of you know the funny things that go on throughout my yeah, day. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so recently, so I that I'm an infectious disease, so my day is split up between the hospital in the morning and the clinic in the afternoon. So in the hospital, I see any and everything. Um, I forget, we were consulted for this young woman. I think she had some lab abnormalities. They, she had some fevers. They were unsure of where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I review the chart before I go in, and that's just what you do before you go into a patient's room. And I see that her urine tox was negative. When you talk to her, drug drain was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was positive for methamphetamines. Was it positive for weed as well too? So methamphetamines, you know, could be could be seed, could be like Adderall, Ritalin, could be something prescription that she's taking. But instead yeah. of the chart that did, she smoked meth. Mm. So I go in the room and you know just ask them a routine things like, have you recently traveled? Have you done all these types of things? Um, so after um, when was the last time she got hot? So she's like, oh, you know. Right before I came up in here, I said, okay, all right, so you could probably detox a little bit. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But so that could be contributing to the fevers, but probably not. So I said, okay, well, another question I asked, because the great thing about infectious disease is it allows me to be nosy, so I get all up in people's business because I need to figure out what exactly is going on with you. Yeah. So I said, okay, so how do you, um, you know, how do you usually use, use that? She's like, well, you know, most of the time I shoot it up, you know, but a lot of times I stick it up my butt. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, you know, I try my hardest 
to remain professional at all times. All times. Man, you stick it up your butt. Right. Why? Why? Somebody read them. But. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know that you get, sometimes you get higher quicker. Because it, it goes into your rectum and it just kind of sinks into your blood and you can blood stream and, you know. Yeah. I'll, quick high. So that's why she puts it up her butt. I was gonna say I was I was like, is it just that our your 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 bloodstream just absorbs stuff? I guess a lot faster that way. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's the orifice. Yeah, so she she put yeah she put it up the butt. I don't even know how to follow You're up speechless. with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't. What do you? Look, y'all were speechless. I'm sitting there looking at her like, and you know, of course, after after running these after running these things for years, like I'm What did, did he go in? No, he didn't go. He, oh. didn't, he didn't go in there. He, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have peed me that day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, so those are, those are one of my funny stories. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty. That's entertaining. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the guy that his, yeah, you're, another year in top of the for cocaine. So I forgot what we were seeing him for. But I asked him about, you know, drug use, and he was like, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't do drugs. I said, um, you sure? He said, yeah. I said, well, your urine top screen was negative for cocaine, so how did that get in your system? You know, I was around people, and cocaine was just in the air, so it must have got in my system that way. Oh, really? Sir, you must think I'm a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Not just, you just saw you got high off the, the, the particle. Yeah, because it was just up in the air, so that's how you get high off the cocaine. I just, just want to shatter you for a day. I'm seriously, <laughs> seriously. That... Little known fact, people. Wow. Stay away from cocaine in the air. Okay. Cocaine is a <laughs> hell of a drug. <laughs> Man. Okay, I do, I have a follow. I have a little follow up question for you. Are we? Yeah. Are you, what is like the I guess what is the best part so far, or that you? What's the best part of nursing for you, and what's the worst part? I think the best part of nursing is formulating the relationships with patients and their family members, mm-hmm. um, and then also to the teaching aspect of nursing, and in a, you know even at the bedside and as a as a provider, uh, you can tell when people have not other providers. Uh, have not taken the time to explain something to a patient yeah. and then you actually take the time to explain it to them in terms that they understand mm-hmm. and like you you see that light bulb go off and they're you know they thank you and they're just like no one has ever explained it to me that way and you can tell that they are now in charge of their own health and they know what to do from from there on out and you know you you've also established trust in them as well too so they aren't hesitant to come back to you for you know whatever they may need and that's definitely the best part the worst yeah, the worst. Taking care of people who don't want to take care of themselves. Mm. And continue to take no responsibility for their own health. Continue to come back, whether it be to the hospital, to your office, for the same thing over and over and over again. Really? And some of those are the ones that want to put the victims as well, too, but aren't trying to, aren't trying to help themselves at all. Do you notice like a specific pattern with like those type of individuals? Like, are they more like, you know what I'm saying? Between the ages of like 25 to 30, males, females, or are they older? Or it's just like a variety? Definitely more males. 
Um, I think it sometimes depends on the disease process or in terms of age age groups, but probably some of the younger to middle age, maybe like mid thirties to forties, mm. or some of the most non non compliant ones. And you know, I'm in the field of with or with HIV as well too, so those. Those can be very, very disheartening. Mm. Those who just don't, just don't want to take their meds, and all you, a lot of the times, all you have to do is just take your meds for HIV to be. Yeah. Do you think that coincides with, especially for those who um, have the HIV diagnosis, do you think that it correlates with more just a mental health thing? Like they feel like, you know, they have that as kind of like, a, you know, some people feel like it's a death sentence. And so they don't want to, they kind of don't want to face the music. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think with a lot of them, definitely. Um, the ones, and I don't say a lot of them, but the ones that I've seen that have been non-compliant when you take the pill, it makes it, it makes the diagnosis real. Mm-hmm. So when you don't take the pill, you don't get followed up for it. You know, it's it's almost like you're able to ignore it. It's not a reality until it becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are probably some of the sadder cases. And, more, and, and frustra- it's sad and frustrating at the same time. So you can't, you can't make somebody want to do better for themselves. That's true. I feel like that's life in general. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> so, um, specific to you know this podcast, our main focus is on how we're trying to amplify Black women and share and highlight you know, our stories and specific topics you know based on our walk. With your profession, you know, in health as a healthcare professional, can you share a little bit about obesity and how it affects how you see it more so and how it affects Black women during your practice? It's affecting us more than it's affecting anybody else. Really? Really, yeah. So the numbers are, the numbers are disheartening. So my, like I told you guys, I'm getting my doctorate in nursing practice. So we have to do a DNP project. So a clinical, and kind of like a clinical question. Um, where the DNP and the PhD differs is that PhD prepared individuals do more of the research. Mm-hmm. And the DNP takes the research and integrates it into, you know, into healthcare systems, into the community. So that's more of the route that I chose to go. Um, so obesity in African-American black women is something that I'm truly passionate about and trying to figure out how to decrease those numbers. So like I said, it, it affects us like four out of five women really? are obese. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And comparative, like, so Hispanic women are right behind us, and then depending upon the year, are maybe just a little bit ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to Asians and whites, like, we we are way up on the traje- tra- trajectory for obesity. But the, the thing is, it hasn't, if you look at research, there hasn't been anything, like, no process that has been streamlined to really figure out a way to decrease obesity in African-American women. But I think because we... And not in a bad way, but I think we're complex creatures, mm-hmm. meaning that culture is a huge thing for us. You know, um, finding a healthcare professional that we actually trust mm-hmm. is another thing. And then, um, so research is linked, like lower socioeconomic status is, you see higher rates of obesity. Um, you see it in women who are less than college educated, see higher numbers as well, too. And then I think also tradition. Mm-hmm. Um you know, food is 
is something that we love in our community right. and not love in a, you know, we just can't get enough of food, but anytime we celebrate, anytime we do anything, food is always involved. Right. And a lot of the foods that have been passed down, you know, in terms of soul food, you know, coming from the slave diet, high in fat, high in salt, mm-hmm. um, high in sugar, it's not very nutritious. Right. And I think the biggest thing for us is just learning, well, trusting someone enough to teach us how to eat, what not to eat, what we can and cannot eat, and also just saying, hey, I understand that this is your culture. These things are so important to you. Let's integrate your culture into this teaching and figure out a happy medium. And I don't think there hasn't been any, there's, there hasn't been anything, like there's no tangible programs, there's no tangible counseling services, anything that has, that's, that's come together. Yeah. So then segue into your health coaching business that you have going on and you've just, you've decided to really kind of tackle this, the obesity epidemic within, uh, among black women head on with your mm-hmm. co- health coaching business. So can you kind of walk us through how you incorporate that, especially with your nursing background and, and just kind of how you go about like, what, what do you do as what, what services are, do you provide? So first thing is just an initial consultation and figuring out with the individual and then coming together, like what are your specific goals? Mm-hmm. What are your concerns? Um, you know, what are your current eating practices? What do you like to eat? What are your trigger foods? You know, what are your triggers in terms of emotionally and why you turn to food? So I think that's a lot of a lot of what we do as a people. Yeah. Um, you know, black women, I think, you know, not think we, we are any and everything to any and everybody. Mm-hmm. And we take on so many roles and you know, everything that we give so much to other people and we just take so much, take, 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 and all that stress and just kind of build up when we don't have healthy, healthy eating habits, healthy coping habits at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think food is definitely one of those, one of those coping mechanisms that we use and we, we use it inappropriately. So figuring out, you know, what your triggers are and then coming up like, you know, do you have specific health goals? Is it a certain amount of weight that you want to lose? You know, do you want to train for this and want to be able to run a 5K under 35 minutes in the next few months? Um, you know, do you just want to eat better? Do you want to start meal prepping and meal planning? So figuring out what it is together that you want to do and how we can achieve that together. Because mm. when you have, I've seen with patients, when patients feel like they have control over their own health and their plan of care, they seem to do better than someone just, giving out some type of plan of care and telling you what you need to do and follow up in three months. And then also to accountability. When no one is following up behind you, you know, do you do you really and truly do any and everything that you need to do? If you are not if you're not truly motivated. So I think accountability is the biggest is the biggest piece as well too. Well, and I guess it helps too that you look like us. So then, you know, I think that automatically lowers that that wall that we tend to just have built up sometimes when it comes to trusting individuals. Okay. She looks like me. You know what I mean? Like you're relatable. Um, and so therefore, okay, I'm gonna let my guard down some and I'm going to let her in and I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to try to open myself to, to hear and understand and learn, um, to, to make me a better person. So I think definitely that that's helpful as well. Right. And then not to, you know, preach the 
BMI because BMI is only only a guide. BMI is not gospel at all. Yeah. Um, you know, also to the perceptions of weight in the United States are usually based upon what our maybe white or Asian counterparts look like, mm-hmm. and that that's not a Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we're 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 shaped different. You know we're we're just we're just different overall. So BMI takes into account nothing but height and weight, and that's it. Ah, uh, that's good to know. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that's all it takes into account. So BMI definitely should be used as a guide, but it should not. It it, it shouldn't be gospel. Gotcha. Yeah. But it doesn't take into account muscle mass. You know, just how your like your stature at all. Right. So I think, and then also too, with me being a nurse and a nurse practitioner, while I don't want to diagnose, you know, those are the things that you stay away from health coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not in the provider role. You're not acting as a as a physician, as a nurse practitioner, PA, whatever it may be, but guiding you towards, you know, obesity can cause these chronic diseases. They can cause diabetes. They can cause heart attacks. You know, stroke can cause metabolic syndrome. So helping you change what your future may look like by giving you those tools and those education pieces. I love it. I think that's great. Were you about to say something? No. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> no, I think we were talking about BMI and I was just going to say, yeah, because I get angry every time. <laughs> so, like, I'm just like, I'm always on the, the, right. the border. Right. But it, that's the thing. So they tell you BMI there and, and if you want to be candid, it's you can. So when you go to your physician or your provider, whoever it may be, they tell you that you might be overweight or you might be obese. What tools do they give you to help you not be in that category anymore? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Because nothing but yeah. the paper just, just hurt my feelings it. and yeah. making me want to stop on the way home yeah. and you grab an so ice cream <laughs> cone. with. Yeah, and that's yeah, because you ain't helped me out. Man, you just gave me a piece of paper, told me to lose weight. Yes, and that's the same. Yes, and that's the same way to you. So I have a background in HR, and you know, every year, especially around this time, so it's September now. So around September, October, that's when we do like the health assessments for your insurance, and we have like all the physicians and you know nurse practitioners come in and they do like they do the physicals with you and they you know they do all your you know biometrics or whatever and you'll get this your first year you get your baseline and then you know every year from there it's your sliding scale based on if you've you know gradually gotten worse or better you've improved but you get this you get this information kind of like you're saying, uh, especially like BMI and, you know, your insurance kind of it increases based off to those numbers. And yeah. if that is not like truly all encompassing of like they're not considering all factors like yeah. that, that's a struggle too. Yeah. I'm going to tell folks I'm just yeah. big, I'm big bone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like good knowing good darn well bones they they just they all the same size. So yeah, around this time every year I'm like, oh, let me go get some running in before I go ahead and take these right. in my mission. Get a couple of weeks <laughs> in, get this blood pressure down. Yeah, get this blood pressure down. No. I had another question for you um, that you were talking about earlier um, when we were talking about the topic of obesity. Well, we're still kind of talking about it, but you know. 
every year there's this trend, there's this fad diet, there's this new um thing that, you know, everyone is doing. And right now I think we're still in keto land. Not to be confused with my brother. Um but <laughs> But what are your, what's your, you know, I've never actually talked to a professional about, you know, what really like break down the keto method and how, you know, is it something that is truly a sustainable thing and it really is something healthy to be doing? I think numero uno, every diet, fad, whatever you want to call it is individualized. So what works for one person might not necessarily work best. For someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, before you get into something like keto, um, paleo or something else, you these are not the type of diets for individuals that have chronic diseases such as like diabetes, um, yeah. heart disease necessarily. Because getting into ketosis, especially for diabetics, is not a good thing. Those are things that you actually want to avoid as a diabetic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but but the keto diet is good so you've heard that we use carbs for fuel so carbs you know like your pastas your grains your breads um carbs are basically in any and everything so that is usually used for fuel but what happens with the keto diet and you know when you break down when your body breaks down carbs they turn into sugar Mm -hmm. so that's why like diabetics can't eat a lot of carbs because they just turn into sugar and if you don't utilize those correctly or eat the best types of carbs, like the complex carbs, then sugar just sits there and you end up just getting fat, right? Mm-hmm. So keto basically replaces carbs with fats and with with some of the healthier fats as well. So I know that the great thing is like, oh, I can eat bacon, I can eat cheese, but you can't eat all of that stuff in excess as well too. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is that your body uses fat for the fuel instead of carbohydrates. And your liver starts to process the fats, and you, your body gets into what we call ketosis. So where you start to just um, produce these ketones, mm-hmm. and that's why you hear a lot of people um, checking their urine because the ketones are excreted through um, through your urine. Right. So the the ultimately what you want to do is you want to stay in ketosis, so your body is continuously using fat to uh, to burn it for energy. So that. Fat, you know, you're burning off fat as well too. While you're taking it, you're burning off the fat that you ate in addition to the fat that you're trying to lose. Um, but you know, people don't. I guess you're thinking, oh, it's just low carb, but like it's low carb and it's extremely low sugar as well too. So you can't just go and say, I'm just gonna like I said, you're the butter and eggs and steak. You can't eat all of those things as well. So I think I kind of answered your question. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so lower carb and low sugar. So a lot of cooking and preparation that you would have to do with it. Yeah. But ultimately every diet or fad is is individualized. I think some people can sustain keto. Yeah. I have, um, I have one friend that actually does it and she's actually been doing it for she's been doing it for I feel like over a year now that I that I know of. But that's I don't yeah, think that's another yeah, I think it just really depends on the individual, like what you can sustain. And I think we could all sustain whatever we want to. It's just a matter of do we really and truly want to. Right. Yeah. Like, are you really ready to lose weight, to work out, you know, three to four days a week? Like, are you really ready to make a lifestyle change? Personal question, just along those lines. 
like for you, what do you, what works for you specifically? Because I've kind of seen a little bit of transformation just with, you know, I, clearly I follow you on Instagram. Like she got I, them guns. You got some guns <laughs> on you. And like, you look Wait, good. No, I was tidy before, but I'm not as tidy now. No, yeah. you, look, you look good. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like, you didn't, because I know, you know, I think just part of, our community too, you know, we like to have a little dip, little curve, still keep a little curve on us. And like a little you, dip in the hip, a little dip in the hip, you know what I'm saying? A little sway in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> you've been able to manage that to still, you know what I'm saying? Keep your womanly figure. But like you like, bro, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like you tight, you know what I'm saying? You tight. <laughs> What you tell me? You fine. You fine. You're fine, friend. As the kids say, you snatched. Yeah. That's what what the kids say. The kids say, you snatched. Well, thank you. I do greatly appreciate that. I think the biggest thing for me was I went through a little period of you know, we get, we talk about mental health, a little bit of depression mm-hmm. um, back in, what was it, 2017, where I quit my job before I found another job. So I was sitting at home looking like a bum and feeling like a bum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, oh, you're a nurse, you're a nurse practitioner, you need to get a job. Mm, no, but any of these people think it, it, it is from time to time, especially when you're right out of school. So I ended up working at a weight loss center where I was working there a couple um, a couple times a week, and that's where I started to see my passion for weight loss, where I was able to do a lot of education, which I really enjoyed doing. And I was prescribing Fitamine. So are you all, are you all familiar, familiar with Fitamine? I've heard of it. Uh, what's, the, what's the brand name for Fitamine? I should know this. Um, anyway, whatever. so it's a, it's a weight loss supplement, so it's a stimulant, okay. basically curbs your appetite. Mm-hmm. So patients were always asking me about it, and I was like, you know, I don't know nothing about it, because um, I've never taken it before. And then in addition to the phenomene, the biggest thing was our, um, the clinic that I was working at, we were doing a lot of, um, we were doing meal plans as well, too. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just try it just to see, just to see how it works. I tried it for the first month, and I was like, yeah, this isn't doing anything for me except making my mouth dry. Mm-hmm. But then when I finally decided that I actually wanted to lose weight and I wanted to make a change because I was at my heaviest, and I don't mind telling people, so I'm 5'1", and I was at 156 pounds. Really? So I felt awful. Like, I just, you know, you just feel heavy, and you just feel, like, weighed down, and nothing fit comfortably anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I have to make a change because I don't I don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. So I started doing Orange Theory like three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. I was taking a vitamin, but I was also changing up my diet as well too. So lower carbs work best for me. Now, I don't completely cut out carbs because I need my coffee with my creamer. Like mm-hmm. I like pasta every now and then. I like some of my bread. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> bread, so, as the Oprah would say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> promise that I'm going to take out everything. Right. Um, so I did finish maybe like a month and a half, two months, because I said this is not how I want to keep weight off. Like I, you have to learn how to eat yeah. with it. You have to learn how to eat, and then you also have to know that once you come off of it, the weight has 
the opportunity to come back because your appetite is now, you know, it's not being depressed anymore. Right. So after that, after I learned how to eat and working out works best for me as well, too. Um, I just, just kept it up and just being very vigilant on what I eat and how I eat because I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Love it. So I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, she took diet pills, that's the easy way to put diet pills like uh, two years ago. So that's my little caveat to that. Okay. You gotta, you gotta want to do it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Say that again. You gotta want to do it. Oh, I need some of that juice. Yeah. I need some. Some mo- um, some motivation. Yeah, juice. definitely. I'm like, when we get up, when I sign up, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a great segue. Yeah, because um, like with your practice, like especially as it relates to your coaching practice, like how can others plug into and you know get connected with you to work with you? Like, do you have any specials going on? Because you know we we rolling into the holiday season, mm-hmm. and you know everybody kind of want to get their little fitness packages in before the new year to right. roll in. <laughs> So I was thinking about this because when y'all sent me the questions, I was like, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I can tell you, Terry and Yana, that I appreciate you all for first inviting me on here. And secondly, making me accountable for this because this has been a year-long process of me just sitting and not doing anything with it. Yeah. Um, So... You guys have the have the website and my number is listed on there and that's a way to contact me. I will take the first three clients for free for a month. Oh. And then we can talk about doing specials after that. And uh, oh. are we exempt? No. Are we, are we those first two? <laughs> the, the, the two the two of y'all we, we can talk we can talk for the Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. Like, one, two, one, two, two three. Right. No, we ain't gonna do y'all like that, listeners. But you know, <laughs> I'm gonna slide in the DM. Oh, We're like, geez. my name is Emily, and I like a false call the Finster, have a Finster account. Yes. Like, it's, it's what? Oh no, you that do is... not know me. But... <laughs> very much like to lose weight. No, that is awesome, Jasmine. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Girl, you just change you changing lives. Yes. Well I'm trying. I think this is like absolutely great. First of all, I we gonna plug your website here in like two seconds. But I went we went and looked at your website, friend. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Vibrant. It looks amazing. I love it. I was Girl, like my web designer, VP. I'll put uh oh yeah, I'll give you all his information. Give him some business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You look know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you know you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta, gotta keep it in the in the family. You know what I'm saying? You hear me though? Yes, we do. We <laughs> show. If you don't know by now, we yeah, we I mean, we're a family show. I we keep it in the family. You're right, you're right. <laughs> But I guess for for the listeners who just heard what you just said, they can connect with you at youareboldandbrave.com, www.y-o-u-a-r-e-b-o-l-d-a-n-d-b-r-a-v-e.com. I'm going to say in one, two, three. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Scripts all in. I guess um, as we wrap, um, um, one resource, you know, for you guys, make sure you, you know, be one of the three, you know, be, be, be you know, she's oh. being a blessing. Go accept your accept your blessing. But what resources would you, you know, what well, what next actions or steps for you know someone who's trying to incorporate a more a physical wellness and um they they don't know where to start. Like, what are the things like? What what would be like the top things that maybe that's like top three things that you would recommend for someone starting on their journey of trying to you know. Get better in the area. Yeah. Better life and health and wellness. Yeah. I think probably number one, figure out what you want in terms of what your health and wellness goals are. Because mm-hmm. not everybody wants to lose weight. Yeah, you know, true. some people are like, I just want to be able to fit into these pair of jeans. Does that equal losing weight? Yes, but also equal losing inches as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two, have a goal in mind. Whether you want to run a 5K in three months. Um, I guess that's the same thing as number one. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Figuring out what you want and then having a no, 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 no. Figuring out what you want. Yeah. And then making a realistic goal. Yeah. A smart goal. Right. Something that's measurable, it's attainable, like it's time based. Um, and then three, finding someone who's going to keep you accountable. Like a health coach. Um, whether it's AKA like Jasmine um, Berry, right? <laughs> Jasmine Berry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, put that little plug out there. Yeah, of course. But, you know, if you don't want to be with somebody who's completely a, like a complete stranger to you, mm-hmm. um, I think we all have that one or two, there's one or two individuals in your life that are always doing something, always, you know, achieving the next thing. Yeah. They're always going to keep you accountable, but you don't want to hear what they have to say because mm-hmm. you know that they're going to keep you accountable. Those are the people that you that you need to talk to. Yeah. Like that person that's going to get on your nerves. But then also realizing that this is your own journey. Too. That's good. So you have to want it. Yeah. That's good. I like that last one. Just remember that this is like, this is your personal journey. Yes. Right. Well, I am full off this wealth of knowledge that I got today. Man. And I ain't even eat dinner yet. Oh. So, <laughs> no, this was so <laughs> right. Let me make sure, like, uh, uh, <laughs> this is a simple car, a little simple complex car. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but this was so great, Jasmine. Um, and, and, and you know, sometimes too, you know, we don't know, we don't have the questions or know the questions to ask our, you know. Our healthcare providers. So this has definitely been a good. This has definitely given us some good insight as well. Definitely. Can we? I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm good. Do you allow people to? No, do you allow people to follow you on Instagram? <laughs> but can we plug your Instagram? Or if not, yeah. you sure? Mm-hmm. Your what is your? I um at the Jasmine Berry. Boom. Because mm-hmm. I am the one and only Jasmine Berry. You you are certainly <laughs> one of a. <laughs> I can't stand you. You are definitely one of a kind, my friend. Instagram going to say, verified Right. Trying to get you verified, boo. Trying to get you verified. Y'all heard that. Go follow her over at the Jasmine Berry. J A S M I N E. 
Thank you. I was about to say, spell the traditional way. Okay, yeah. so that's the flower. <laughs> I ain't got no Z's, no Y's, no nothing extra for me. We talked about that a few episodes. So you ain't J-A-Z-M-Y-E. J-A-Z-M-I-N-E. I'm not having that, okay? The alphabet was like, no, we're going to spell it the flower way. Just easy, straight, straight up and down. Look, they don't know she black when, when you see the red, but you will know she grew up in the birth. Okay? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. All righty. Well, Jasmine, we just want to say thank you again for joining us today. Um, and thank you for uh, allowing us to amplify your voice along with the voices of other black women on this show. Yes. And, uh, Until then, melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time. Keep raising your voice.